Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jake. Happy New Year's Eve. Dude, I um, yeah, you texted me that and I didn't even it didn't even dawn on me that New Year's Eve Thursday we're recording again on a holiday yeah. Eve. It's Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, and now New Year's Eve, and we are still bringing you current episodes to say what you mean. Dude. We, this is what we do for y'all. That's right. Ew, y'all. Y'all. <laughs> that, that reminds me of somebody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to that at the end of the episode. Um, how are you? What? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's... Uh, it's the last day. I know. And, and we have like this whole exercise that we're going to be doing because a very loyal listener wanted us to do best, worst, and... Ridiculous. Um, and ridiculous. And then you added some stuff on top of that. So yeah. I was scrambling this morning to get those down. But I found stuff to, to answer. The quote was the hardest. So we're doing a be- uh, we're doing okay. best, worst, ridiculous of 2020, and then best movie, show, quote, um, food. quote food, and I can't remember the other one. And the stipulations for that part were like, they don't have to be like from 2020. Mm-hmm. If this is something you, it's from 2002 that you've recently discovered, yeah. movie, then... Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's what you've enjoyed in 2020. Yeah. But we'll we'll get to all that. Um, but otherwise, you're just meh. It's, I mean, I have a weird thing with because going back and really thinking about 2020, and I always like it's funny to laugh at all of the the memes and the jokes about how much of a dumpster fire this year was. Right. And it it was like it, there was so many bad moments. Obviously, this pandemic is is, a, is just it's terrible. It's it's taken the lives of hundreds of thousands of individuals right and it's but at the same time i have a hard like it kind of falls flat with me because as bad as this year was in certain ways for Mm -hmm. me as an individual and also us as a society i had some of the i had some of the best moments i've had in years this year too absolutely so it's not like this year was as i don't want to just be the say the cliche um all this year was just an absolute dumpster fire i can't wait to move on to 2021 because for me like i don't know um it just doesn't really seem all that bad and years like when you spend as many years in school as you and i have Mm -hmm. the year doesn't really feel like it ends on no, December thirty first, the year ends when this when the, when spring semester. That's true. <laughs> ends. That's, that's a great for me, point. That's a calendar. That's a calendar year for me. That's a good um, point. Anyway, so it it's New Year's Eve has always been a weird day for me because it's never it's never really felt because I've spent pretty much my whole thirty years in school for the most part, right? Or just slightly out of school and still kind of in feeling like that's my calendar. I don't know. I just I, I just feel i just feel weird just, i feel weird but not bad and i don't know it's you just, bring up an interesting point about like schools like new year's is always like it's always like for when you're in school because i am it's a rush to try to get everything you can done so that you can just enjoy christmas right mm-hmm. and but then can you really even enjoy christmas because it's just like you've just like you're still sweating like from trying to get everything done mm-hmm and as we all know from last episode, I was a Grinch this year. Yeah. Um, but New Year's in that school year, like reflecting, is, is, is kind of like the, the one day in between semesters where I can just exhale. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like, oh, okay. Like uh, in years past, I've always um, 
so my sister, her daughter, Jennifer, and I would always go. We started doing things like we would go to the beach or we'd go to Bend to visit my brother or we would go places and mm-hmm. we'd spend the um, one year we went to the beach with Dimitri and his family. Like we just try to try to make it an actual vacation sure. in the middle of winter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so we're not doing that this year. Um, they are coming over tonight, uh, but it's just hanging. She's mm-hmm. going to make some dinner and chill. Yeah. What are you doing? Ten, uh, well, I work. Until seven. Which, well, I mean, but honestly, like, who, who needs more than five hours to ramp up for New Year's, New Year's for the ball to drop when you're not doing anything with people anyway, really? Dude, I need to come get my guns for New Year's for 2021. Dude, that's on my list of worst from our society. Oh, okay, we'll is, get that. We'll is get that. that. Uh, that's a great point. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, or ridiculous. No, sorry, that was more ridiculous. Of my ridiculous. Okay. The yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I'm just tonight. I'm not doing it. I don't think I'm doing anything. Mm. Um, What's your New Year's resolution? I don't do New Year's Boom! resolutions. Boom. Okay, I was trying to say. <laughs> I remembered. I yeah, I don't do them, and <laughs> my reason for doing them is because I it I don't I don't ever. Um, I always feel worse about not completing them because I don't have like I don't have the stamina to yeah, keep them going. It's a shame game, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what's your New Year's resolution? Oh, I'm gonna read more. I'm gonna go to the gym. Like yeah, I do that for I'll read like a half of a book, yep. like, which is usually Harry Potter, and then and then I stop reading mm-hmm. and then I feel bad about not keeping up with my New Year's resolution. So I just like, you know what? A few years ago I decided I'm not putting that kind of pressure on myself. What's the point? Like I'll make I'll make progress as as progress sees fit to happen okay okay i like it i've always liked that i like the fact that you don't have them um i can't wait for all the the posts and the memes of new year new me you know oh god and you think that <laughs> i wonder if those are going to be sarcastic this year oh. because people know how like, if you're posting that now like you have must have zero just self-awareness <laughs> <laughs> about how ridiculous you sound when you right. post that kind of stuff. In Jan- in December of 2020, you're deciding new year, new me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I posted something online just this morning. It said, I thought 2020 would be the year I got everything I wanted, which I could not relate to that more. <laughs> now I know 2020 is the year I appreciate everything I have, mm-hmm. which is totally, you know, not to get sentimental quite yet, but I was thinking about this friendship with you, this show, like there, like you said, 2020 has been so awesome for me in so many ways, as much as it's been brutal. And I think, you know, when we go through our list, we'll get to the brutality of 2020, mm-hmm. but also some, we do have some good things to celebrate in 2020 that we'll get to. Um, okay. So no resolutions, no resolutions for me either. Um, yeah. I mean, if I have a resolution, it's, uh, the trailblazers get better. Yeah. I don't know how much you want to talk about blazers, but probably not too much. Yeah. I, there, every, every, every team is dealing with inconsistencies right it's now. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Clippers lose by like a record number. 51 points. 51 points is that loss. Atrocious. And then they beat down Portland who just Beat the Lakers. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Yeah. And beat the Lakers in like a convincing fashion. Like yeah. Portland, oh, yeah. Portland like was handled that game, I it. thought. Yeah. yeah. 
other than like a couple low moments in the early third, Portland right, always right. has really bad. They always come out of the. Other than the Houston game, they come out of halftime really yeah, flat. Yeah, really for sure. Flat. I don't know what I don't know what that I don't know what it is, but that's just it seems to be their mo. Yeah. Um, because they start third quarters terrible. Yeah. Um, they're. You were gonna tell me. I that think you're it's blaming de- Terry. I, I'm blaming Terry for for the lack of for the lack of defense. The coach. Yes. Why? Well, because one, he he's so focused on offense. Okay. But he's never invested in actually coming up with a solid defensive scheme. Okay, so I read this, CJ. I know you're listening, and you ha- you know exactly who I'm talking about. And the fact that I don't have all the info is going to probably drive me a little crazy. But they hired some defensive quote coordinator from another team or who previously worked for like a defensive minded team Hmm. to come in and spend a few weeks at the beginning of the season with the Blazers. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. In their camp. Hmm. I can't remember who it was. I'm sure CJ knows. Or if you're listening, you can look it up. Well, one of the problems is that they haven't had it. They didn't have a camp. Yeah. Right. Right. They, they, there was like, Oh, we're going to, the league's going to ramp up late December. Oh, by the way, here's two weeks. Blazers actually got shut down because of a COVID scare, oh, so they yeah. even have had less time to practice than other teams. I mean, the Nets just lost to Memphis right. without John Moran. Yeah, it's just like, and they gave up 140 to Atlanta the other like last night. 40? Yeah, but they won 145 to 141 in r- regulation. What? Yeah. I mean, th- this is every team is dealing with defensive okay, issues. Wow. So I'm taking a lot of this with the, with the grain of salt, but what where I'm where I'm pointing my reason why I'm pointing at Stotts is not yeah. just because I'm taking four games in a vacuum and saying, right. you suck, but you see the same defensive breakdowns year after year after year with this team. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who's wearing the jerseys, the same problems persist. Right. You saw defensively against the Lakers. I thought one of the best defensive efforts I'd seen from a Terry Stotts coached Blazers team mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. since he's been the coach in the eight years they've been there, like he's been the coach of the Portland Trailblazers. The the reason why is because they basically took their two best defenders, Jones and Covington, and said, You guys are playing one on one with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Right. That two man because that's that's what their offense is that two man game. Yeah with those two guys and everybody else moves off of that. So it's a little bit easier to defend. That's what I was thinking La- last night. The Lakers just rely on their two big stars to create everything. Right. So if you've got guys that can match up singly with them, you can do like you can do that, right? And they were fighting over like they were trying to free them up, fighting over screens and I thought that the defense just allow- making the defense more simple mm-hmm. um, allowed it to be better and more reactive, right. getting more hands in the passing lanes. Whereas Last night, Stotts was having them switch everything. Even not even mm. not even hard screens. Draw, uh, they were having everybody switch, and then the big sink. Right. So it was right. allowing, which has been Stotts' philosophy. Yeah. Which which allows guys like Lou Williams and Kawhi Leonard, who excel in mid range games and, and creating yeah. off of all of their shot. They had. Their first 12 makes, they had 10 assists on their first 12 makes. Yeah. They were scoring off of execution, not off of playmakers making plays in isolation. Right. And then in, on the offensive side of the ball, I don't know what it is, but you need to start. I mean, someone needs to get in the head of Mello and Lillard, these ball handlers, and make more than one pass before you shoot. It's so much of this one pass offense. Yeah, I well, felt. 
Go ahead. No, 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 you're good. I felt like later in the game, there was like, like they were trying too hard to make extra passes, mm-hmm. and that just led to turnovers every time. Yeah. Like they were looking for those passes, and Clippers were just reading it every time. Mm-hmm. They had their hands in everything. Yeah, they did. That's a great team. The length in that starting lineup Dude. with Batum. Batum is an underrated signing Dude, for them. Dude, F Batum. I know. Screw Batum. F him. Why is he doing so well? <laughs> because he was buried. Because he's good, and he was just buried in Charlotte for the last three oh, years. So annoying. I was thinking 100%. It's because the Clippers uniforms mm-hmm. resemble the French uniforms. So he just feels like, yo, I'm in France right now. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so frustrating. Anyways, we should move on from basketball because some people say it's boring. I'm looking right at you, Mr. Osborne. Yeah, you hater. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's get to our 2020 list. So we were asked to go through kind of the year. Um, do you want to start with the worst? The worst as an individual? I, I I didn't I I literally just wrote worst and then scribbled some things down. Okay, you start. Who can do worst? I mean, obviously it started with Kobe's death. Okay, that was the worst, dude. I was so bummed. I was talking with a guy at work, and I was like, "Dude, I cried." He's like, "I cried." I was like, "Yeah, such a bummer." Now it came out that he was trying to he wasn't happy with Nike, and he was going to separate and start his own shoe company. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be players owned. Mm-hmm. So, do you need to I read saw that? that? No, you're good. Okay. I saw the um, I saw the prototype that that dude released. Gross. Oh, they were terrible. Oh, so bad. They were terrible. They shoes. They looked like moon shoes. I know dude. they weren't great. I mean, that they made uh, st- they make Steph's dad shoes look attractive. Have you ever, like Steph's dad? No, Steph's dad shoes. It looks like his. Oh yes, I remember yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, those things were terrible. Like they look like ner- like those New Balance nursing yes. shoes that yep. you see fifty-five-year-old um, nurses wear. Yep. But uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, no, they not, were gross. not great shoes. But the passing of Kobe, with all of the other things that he had going for him, including yeah. his role in promoting the women's game. Yeah. Uh, just we lost a human ambassador. Um, in this country way too soon. Yeah. Um, COVID-19. The, the work, I mean, obviously there's the no, way to, worst. there's, no there's way to nothing more. There's nothing worse than that. Mm-hmm. I wrote COVID-19 and then subtitled deaths. Yeah. Like what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. People are just dying and now there's a new strain that's more contagious. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading about that, and thankfully, it, there's no evidence to show that it's any more res- that it's resistant to any of the vaccines. Okay, uh, it's just there. It's a mutation, which, as you know, these things do because yeah. bacteria, bacteria or viruses, their lifespan is so short, so they they have um, gen- you know generationally mm-hmm. they 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 mul- it, generations are very short. So there's there's genetic mutations pretty quickly with these yeah. things. Um, the this thing that's coming, this variation that's come out of England. Uh, the mutation allows its 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 arm, which allows it to hook itself mm-hmm. to like the inside of your nose. Like, so when you breathe in this thing, like one of the things that makes COVID so contagious, mm-hmm. even as even in its original form, was that it has like this hook mm-hmm. that when you breathe it in, and it attaches itself and allows it like it attaches and then it gets itself into the bloodstream that way. So it has right. like this little arm hooky thing. Mm-hmm. And the variation coming out of England. Arm is more is stronger. Yeah, 
so it allows it to get into the bloodstream easier. I have so many terrible jokes that I'm not going to make about them. <laughs> <laughs> but, wow, okay. I love that you've done the research. Um, I just read an article. I mean, I'm not that's really enough. Research. That's um, enough, dude. That's more than I did. I was Because I was nervous. I'm like, oh, no. As soon as we get a vaccine, we get like a super. Right. Um, but the vaccine hasn't been long enough for it to be able to, for it to genetically be able to. I mean, the vaccine hasn't been out long enough for, I think, the virus to have genetic modifications that could make it immune to our vaccines. Right. What a weird effing time mm-hmm. like we're talking about a, a pandemic right now that we we're living through it's it's the worst dude yeah and i, I know COVID 19 is probably the worst number one on everyone else's list i mean whether that's i mean unless someone you know you've lost a family member mm-hmm. due to other reasons but there's so many people who have lost family due to COVID 19 yeah um so COVID-19 is the worst. Uh, last two that I have on mine are the West Coast fires. Those were bad. Yeah. Um, thinking about, you know, Jen and I were outside the other day, and it's just like we're breathing in the cold, crisp, you know, Pacific Northwest air. And she's like, you know, sometimes I take for granted how fresh it feels out here. And then we start talking about, like, how when the fires were happening, like, it, that makes you appreciate. You know, there's so many mm-hmm. things that happened this year that make you appreciate the lives that we live at least here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then obviously last one, selfish one, I had to cancel Disneyland. <laughs> That's true. Hey, but that is bad though. Yeah. That, that was is, the worst part of it. That is the worst. Uh, what do you got? Uh, well, I mean, obviously it's COVID. Yeah. Um, but, and, but I'll, I'll, not to just reiterate everything that you had. It's, yeah. It's the effects, the effects of COVID that right. aren't medical. Oh, it's okay. the, the not being able to see, not being able to see family like it was i'm not really much of a big family person like i don't really like huge gatherings Mm -hmm. like i kind of wait for them to be over i have a lot of social anxiety um but having to see my grandpa on the other side of like on the other side of glass right for christmas like dropping off his christmas present and waving to him through the lobby of his um of his like he lives in um one of the big he lives in one of the big buildings in downtown vancouver mm-hmm. and it's he has like a condo there and okay. so like he come, he came on the lobby and we just waved to him from there and it's like Aww. it's just and he's by himself yeah because my grandma passed away like five six years ago so it's just it's just it's hard and then going and seeing my grand my uh, my jokum grandparents and you know you know at least they have each other but still like showing up and having to stay away from them and like them seeing us for the first time in a while, they were all they were all getting teary eyed and stuff oh, like that. And it's just dude. it's just dude, that was honestly that those sucks. that was some of the worst human like for me, like the one of the worst human moments. Right. Right. That's brutal. Um But and then knowing like you like, they wanna like they wanna come hug you and you're just like, no, like you have like you have to be the one to like it's so dude, it's so you have hard. To say no. You have like just to, it's just you wouldn't ever think Unless you lived through a pandemic, which none of us ever had and never mm-hmm. thought we would, um, you don't n- realize like those kind of like you never thought you would have to do something like that. Right. Right. Tell your grandparents you can't hug me. Right. And um, I think it's because, you know, people always envision the end of the world. I'm not saying this is the end of the world, but it is a you know, if this was 
deadlier, it mm-hmm. absolutely could be, quote, the end of the world for people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people always envision, you know, what would you do if zombies came or what would you do if we were living through apocalypse? You know, you always assume that, like, regardless of what what the situation is, you can just group up your family and survive together mm-hmm. unless it's a pandemic. Yeah. Then you don't group up together and you actually separate and you can't be together. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So so being through that, you're just like. You never thought that, OK, this is going to be a reality for for us, mm-hmm. for everyone. Yeah. Um, damn, that's a bummer, dude. And I know you spent a lot. Like, you would always go to breakfast with your grandpa and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm I'm sure that's halted. Yeah. And yeah, 2020 or. COVID-19 sucks. It does suck. Uh, I I wrote Trump and pre- and Trump impeachment trial. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, just because of the absolute ridiculous. Like, I mean, I have a lot of my worst and ridiculous can kind of overlap, I suppose. Okay. But uh, it was the worst because one, a president was did something that required him to be impeached. Mm-hmm. But then just seeing the politics. Just seeing the politics behind it, yeah, and realizing that this a lot of a lot of our elected individuals are not making choices based on what they, not even on what science or what facts or what evidence is pointing to. It's solely based on political alignment yeah. and loyalty to a party or to a idea above all else, or to an individual. Uh, that was just. That yeah. started this horrible year of politics, but because the year really, I mean, the impeachment trial kicked off in early 2020, I think mm-hmm. it was like February mm-hmm. or March. And then like just having that Mueller report there and knowing like everything that was in it mm-hmm. and then just having all of those Republican senators being like, nah. Yeah. I'm not even going to check it out. Yeah. You're all liars. You're all part of the deep state. And just and then uh, the other the other worst I had um, was as an individual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the choices that I made um, in March and April of this year that mm, personally, yeah, yeah, that ended um, that ended a the long relationship that I had with yeah. with uh, with Kylie. Um, you know, I yeah, I you know, I cheated on my <laughs> i cheated on my girlfriend and that was terrible like right that was a awful thing for me to do mm-hmm. and uh no matter how many times i've tried to like spin it different ways in my mind and it's just at the end of the day like i was thinking i went on for a really long walk last night and mm. uh trying to think about all these different things think about answers to these because they, right. there is so much to this and i want to you know you and i always try to bring a personal element to this show and i think that's oh, one yeah. reason why people keep tuning in so like I just want to be honest, like I'm sure there's a lot of questions about stuff because I haven't really been f- straightforward with a lot of stuff that's happened to mm-hmm. me this year. Um, I've talked a lot about mental health and stuff like that, but yeah. I haven't uh, talked about what's going on personally. But um, yeah, I mean, I I I did a terrible thing, and yeah. that was that was a that was probably the the worst thing for me this year. Like not just taking out like all the thing that's society societal wise, right? But as an individual. Um, the, that decision and the ramifications of that decision for me was, the, was the absolute worst. Yeah. That, that time, that two, three month period, uh, between March and May were just the absolute worst. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, in a way, it, I, that's how I ended up in an, imp- like not really that specifically, 
Maybe it definitely not. ignited the it, spiral. It ignited, it ignited, ignited the spiral. Correct. Yeah. And um, I was in a complete free fall. Oh like, yeah. I just, I was not in the right mental state. I, I just, on a dude, I showed up one day and just quit my job. Like, <laughs> I, no two weeks notice. I walked in and I was like, I'm done. I quit. Yeah. And then I went and got a job with Safeway for one day, and then it was like, <laughs> nope, I fucking quit that too. And it, oh my I, God. dude, I was not like, dude, I was in the worst freaking mental state. And as much as like, you can go back and listen to those episodes. Oh, yeah. I did. And I'm like trying to spin you it. Did? I was trying to spin it back then as this whole thing of like, like, oh, I'm doing like a new, like new year, new me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jake 2.0. And no, I oh, was a yeah. fucking mess, man. I was awful. I was, my head was just spinning a million miles an hour. I was in complete free fall. I was I don't so think fucked that's up. that's necessarily true. I think that although you were in the spiral free fall, it definitely led you to, you know what I mean? You had to, you fell so fast so low that you're like dude i can only get better from this and it it kind of i'll say this yeah in a way yeah that's true yeah it forced me to address the underlying issues that have yes. been going on for a long long yes. long time yep. with my mental health yeah and it took me hitting complete rock bottom thinking i hit rock bottom hearing a knock from from below me and realizing yeah. there's a whole nother level that yeah. I can go to that is lower than what I thought I could go to. And, um, and then having to figure out a way to crawl myself back up and finding a, finding a reason to live above myself and rediscovering myself. Like yes. Figuring out who I am for the first time in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, it, this, this does not end in this, like this process obviously does not no. end in the artificial Gregorian calendar that says, this year ends on December 31st tonight at 11. Yeah. There's a new, new tomorrow. Yeah. There's a tomorrow and that's everything that we have. That is, that is like, no matter where you are, there you are. You bring yourself with you no matter right. where you are, no matter what the time and space is. So it's, it's been a long journey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was by far the, the worst for me. Yeah, for sure. So. Uh, any more worse? Nope, that okay. was that's all I had. What do you got for ridiculous? Most ridiculous of 2020. I uh, want me to go first on ridiculous. Sure. Okay. Um, ridiculous was, <laughs> um, for number one was seeing how many people were buying firearms. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned that. I love that. It's dude, the amount of people who I've sold guns to that. It's you're just like, oh my god, dude. Are are nine millimeter rounds fifty cents a round? Uh, I don't know where who's f- that's terrible. That would be terrible pricing. That's what I thought. What is the price? Well, okay, so it depends on if you're going with full metal jacket or <clears throat> like a defensive load. Yeah, a defensive load is going to be about a dollar around. A dollar? Yeah, but you don't go and sh- you're not going and shooting those for fun. Like that's those uh, are the rounds you keep. Okay, for, what like, about the ones you shoot for fun? Your home. Uh, right now we've got them at like thirteen for thirteen bucks for fifty rounds. Mm. So. I don't know what that divides into, dude. It's about thirty cents around. Oh, okay. Which is really high. Yeah. Because normally, normally nine millimeters like ten, eleven bucks. Yeah. You Woo. know, on sale you can find it as cheap. Like before the pandemic, we we had nine millimeter on sale for seven ninety nine a box. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that was actually affordable to go shoot. Right. Here's the thing: is I don't understand why how people are. St- I mean, people are buying the ammo just to just to stash it. Yeah. They're not shooting it, but. 
I mean, I don't know how, if you're the guy that's going out and shooting on the range, mm-hmm. like, dude, how are you affording that? Yeah. And, and sh- going and shooting was expensive before ammo prices went through the roof. Mm-hmm. If you're going out and you're still shooting the amount of rounds that you were at the range today, like, oh my God, you must have a lot of money. Yeah. And a lot of time on your hands. Dang. Um, but anyway, Sorry. yeah, it's <laughs> all of the buying of guns. Mm hmm by people who never owned them before. Yeah. Thought that they needed them for whatever they thought was coming for them. And I don't know where those guns are. I mean, it makes, I I often wonder like where those guns are today. Like some of the, some of the real memorable individuals who came and bought guns for me in the height of the craziness Mm -hmm. in March and April, where they are. I just, I want to know where they are today. Like where those guns. Are they in a safe space? Yeah, are they just in the wind? Like, yeah, I, thrown in a river. I goodness, man, it was it was so weird. Yeah, like I had this um, this lesbian couple who came all the way down from Seattle because there was no guns available up where they were. Okay, drove all the way to Portland and bought the most random gun because it was the only thing we had ammo for at the what time. What was it? It was a break. What is that sound. I don't know if that's <laughs> it's not my phone. Uh, maybe that was weird. That was weird. Anyways, um, bought a, it was a break action forty four mag single shot. Oh my word! So it's it's a rifle, yeah, right, and it's just a single shot that you you break. Mm-hmm. So it, it, the barrel tilts down, you load one round, and you close it, um, kind of like the seven twenty five shotgun. Yeah, but it's just one barrel, and it shoots a rifle cartridge instead of a shotgun shell. <laughs> okay, and it's forty four mag. Yeah, and they're like. <laughs> Is that the only thing you have? And it was at the time, it was the only thing that we really had ammo for. Yeah. They bought it to defend. They lived in a trailer park in the outskirts of Seattle. Okay. They bought this gun and then put like this red dot on top of it. And then like that was going to be their home defense gun. I'm like, I'm thinking trailer parks have like trailer. I'm thinking trailer park, very tightly in compact space. Thin walls, not really well insulated. Right. 44 meg is a powerful cartridge. Not only is that going to go through their wall, it's going to go into the trailer next to them. <laughs> yeah. If they miss. If which... they miss, which they probably will because they're not, like, they don't, they've never it's gone the out first and shot. Gun. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like thinking, like, if you, and they were telling me, they told me they, they had never, they would have, they supported bans on guns prior to this. Mm-hmm. They told me that, that they had never, would have never even thought about owning a firearm before this. And I'm like, if you're telling me that, if you would have told me a year and a half ago that I would be selling a, a lesbian couple from Seattle who were anti-gun, a 44 mag single shot, putting a red dot on top of it to defend their trailer park, I would have called you. I mean, I, I would have been like, well, I, I would have never believed it. Yeah. Because like, it's just, this was the most ridiculous thing I had, I had ever witnessed. Just it's the just, mass buying of guns. Mm-hmm. That's so the, insane. The state of Oregon processed... 400 it'll end at today uh it'll it processed 430,000 background checks wow background checks and just as the state of oregon in 2020 and that's just oregon think about what texas did oh yeah i can't <laughs> i can't uh yeah and it's anyway so that was my most ridiculous what that's you, a good re- what dude ridiculous was a little hard i mean it's you know you have things like more recently trump challenging the election but we all knew it was going to happen mm-hmm. it's still ridiculous um but my favorite ridiculous thing is is i posted a meme about it the other day was um just him pocketing these donations oh yeah dude it's so 
<laughs> it's so awesome. I mean, he's not even like shy about it. No, these people are just don't dumping money to a successful billionaire businessman, and 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 they're just giving him money. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give my stimulus check to Trump. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the more that he says that this challenges this election, the longer he can keep that all open and keep those donations flooding in mm-hmm. for the good fight. Yeah. Well, that's all that's all uh January 6th is, 6th is going to be. Yeah. Is going to is uh cuz he's he didn't he he called you you told me he called like some rally of the patriots, right? To Yeah, he's like saying like everybody show up and show out, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So all that is is a fundraiser for him. But also, dude, I'm just now thinking about this. Is that like, you know, he's I, I, he didn't say verbatim show up and show out. Right. Mm-hmm. But essentially, that's what he's saying to people. Right. Come yeah. down to D.C. and let's challenge. Let's he literally posted an article like, let's see if the Constitution holds up like from Breitbart mm-hmm. or something like that. But this this notion, this this concept of like show up and show out, even though he didn't say that. But that's what he's advocating for is almost an exact. Like invitation to those he told to stand by mm-hmm. you know what i mean oh yeah so i mean no it, it's all marketing yeah and dog whistling like that's what he's good at yeah he's a genius when it comes to yeah that. he is he's a piece of shit um and it's it's really unfortunate <laughs> it's just really unfortunate that he has found um allies in the senate yeah oh the yeah house of representatives who are willing to continue this facade mm-hmm uh, it's scary, dude. That's the government we're mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah. Did you see Biden? Uh, there was concerns in the Biden campaign uh, that too many of the Secret Service that Trump, because Trump has been removing Secret Service off, like Secret Service and like presidential detail officers and replacing them constantly. That uh, there has been uh, Biden, the Biden camp, the Biden transition team specifically asked the Secret Service to um, get a whole new, basically a whole new slate of. Uh, of presidential detail because they feel like the the current presidential detail, which would take over for him mm-hmm. come his inauguration, is too politically aligned with Trump. Yikes! Now I don't know what if it comes from like they just think they're not comp like Trump has just surrounded himself with a bunch of guys who like think like him, whether they're and they're not. Biden is worried that they're not competent enough, mm-hmm. or if they're worried that they wouldn't per- like when push came to shove, yeah. they wouldn't protect him. Like, Dude, this is literally. The dictator's playbook. Mm-hmm. All this. The the loyalty and the blind loyalty and like insulating yourselves with people who won't waver from you. Yeah. Dude. It's funny. Like they point to Hugo Chavez as like, oh, he's the, like he's this mastermind of of uh, dick, you know, being a dictator and this communist. And he did all of, like if you look at how Hugo Chavez came to power, right, packing Packing courts, right. trying to win in the, trying to give yourself legitimacy by constantly challenging these things in the courts, and trying to win on small, little democratic, uh, um, corrupting our institutions, trying to rely on small little loopholes to get mm-hmm. yourself wins, getting like enough allies within the legislature to push those kind of things, yep. right? That's the exact same thing that Trump is doing. It's just thankfully our democracy was older than Venezuela's yeah. and our institutions were stronger and more insulated than Venezuela's at the time that it happened. But we're not far, like 
we're not far off. (laughs) No, and it's not impossible. No, it's not. And I I, I love this. Like, well, we're America. It can never happen here. It's okay. We're just going to. I hate that notion of we're America. We can just rest on our laurels. Yeah. It reminded me of this. um, uh, This John Lewis, because for the quotes, Mm -hmm. we'll get to it. I found a John Lewis quote that I loved um, because I'm reading his book right now. Okay. Um, I got it for Christmas. And he talked about freedom as a constant fight. Mm, and absolutely. It's, and it's, I think it'll fit. We'll get okay, to it, though. Okay. Right. Um, I want to ask you real quick because there's another listener who reached out to me who asked about um, these pardons. Yeah. And is it really, you know, he was listening to a podcast where they were arguing that these pardons are literally the worst. They're pretty bad. They're bad, dude. And so I started looking back at like some shady pardons. Um, Ford with Nixon, like pre-pardoning him before anything mm-hmm. else happened. A little shady. Um, Bill Clinton uh, pardoned his half-brother from cocaine charges. Like, nepotism, mm-hmm. right? But Trump is pardoning criminals who were in in line with Trump and like literally taking directions from Trump. Mm-hmm. That's shady, dude. Yeah. And, and, and this listener's argument was like, okay, so why don't we just end that? Why don't we just stop that ability to do that? Mm-hmm. What do you think? I wouldn't, I mean, it would be great if we, if we could put limits on it. Right. I wouldn't be for the complete abolition right. of, the president's uh, pardoning power. Yeah. Because the turkeys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what would happen to, uh, I don't even know what their names were this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, there needs to be some serious look yeah. at, from the Senate, especially if they, if, if Warnock and Ossoff are able to um, pull off a comeback victory in Georgia mm-hmm. and the Senate flips to Democrats, that is one thing that they need to seriously look at passing a constitutional amendment that limits the veto power of the president because that it's basically veto. It, no, sorry, the uh, the the um, Pardon. pardoning yeah. power of the of the president. Yeah, there's already checks on the veto power. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um. The because the, I I we've talked a lot about the Constitution. It's a limited document. Yeah. Right. The 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 the. The founders left a lot of stuff vague, knowing that down the road, these things would be hashed out through the mechanisms that they put in place in the Constitution. Right. And I think that the veto, I, they probably never thought that somebody would do the, use the veto power in the way that Trump has used his veto, his not Pardon. veto, pardoning power, <laughs> has not, has used his pardoning power. Right. They probably never thought that someone could do that because for them, the way that their mindset worked, right? They were the nobility, right? right? They were the the landed gentry, um, white, powerful males. Mm-hmm. And for them, it was, you know, everything's about stature and doing things the right way. Right. Like, at least the facade of that and, yes. like, the window dressing of that, even though they all owned slaves and they were all flawed individuals. But for them, like, doing the, you know, the gentlemanly thing was the right thing to do. And I don't right. think in their minds they would have thought that somebody would use the pardoning power in the way that Trump has done right. it. So they didn't think to limit to, they didn't think in the possible ways it would potentially need to be limited. Right. And, but the mechanism there in article five of the constitution allows for changes to the constitution. 
and the Senate, I think the Senate needs to, to take a really, really hard, long look at that. Yeah. Well, I mean, and now with a Democratic president, do a Democrat president, like, maybe, maybe you're saying if the House flips to the Democrats, but maybe they'll be okay with looking at restricting pardoning power once Biden's in the presidency. Do you think there? Do you think McConnell would be? Well, like, I'm just saying. Like, let's. It, it always seems to be this weird. Like, we'll we'll put limitations or we'll loosen the the leash on certain things depending on who's in office and who has the power, okay. right? So with Trump, you have a Republican Senate, you have a Republican president, and they're kind of just like covering their eyes, like mm-hmm. to whatever he's doing. But if there's if there's a threat of Biden being the president and now potentially abusing pardoning powers. Absolutely, the Senate would be like, maybe we should take a look at this. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's now Mitch McConnell cares about the debt, right? Exactly. Right. I loved your comment. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I was just thinking about just thinking about the pardoning and talk, getting into these conversations. And, yeah, I think, uh, you know, what you bring up an excellent point as far as, like, building off of that point, that starting point, right, mm-hmm. and changing and and you know this facade even maybe it's a facade of altruism right like doing doing the best for for society and and taking care of everyone below us right yeah. mm-hmm. and that's then you get somebody who exploits exploits those norms mm-hmm. and we can't obviously we can't depend on norms we can't we need to start solidifying some things because we've seen what what it looks like when people abuse when someone abuses that i i've said that Trump is the greatest civics teacher. Yeah, absolutely. Like this country has ever had. Yeah, because I think most of us, if you're paying attention, has learned more about the ways and means of our institutions yeah. and our three branches of government than we ever thought that we would need to know. Right. And turns out, when you've got a guy who's that much of a threat, you learn it pretty quickly. Yeah, and everybody, like a ton of people, are like looking things up and wanting to know more, and mm-hmm. which is great, but. You wish they were doing it out of curiosity yes. instead of like necessity. A threat, yeah, yeah. A necessity of a threat. It's so obnoxious. Um, I'm gonna skip the good part and let's just get to our best of. Okay. And then we'll go back to the good. Okay, sure. Um, so best movie. I I have kind of two okay, for everything. You go, you go with with movie. Um, so movies, I put two. I put um. One from 2016 that I discovered and watched. It's mm-hmm. a Taika Waititi movie. Oh, I love Taika. Uh, it's Hunt for the Wilder People. Okay. A boy and his foster father become the subjects of a manhunt after they get stranded in the New Zealand wilderness. Hmm. It's a. It's such a. It's a cute movie. Sure. But it's. It's. I watched it twice this year. Like I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and then Tenant, which is a 2020 movie. I've heard really good things about Tenet. A uh, secret agent is given a single word as his weapon and sent to prevent the onset of World War III. He must travel through time and bend the laws of nature in order to be successful in his mission. Hmm. Um, so that that main actor, I can't remember his name, something Washington. I was like, dude, this guy is awesome. And this guy at work was like, yeah, that's Denzel's son. I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, that's Denzel Washington's son. And I was like, I'm an 
idiot. <laughs> like when you hear him talk, he mm-hmm. sound he sounds exactly like Denzel Washington. Really? And he's a damn good actor, dude. Is he? Yeah, that That's movie awesome. was really cool. I love Denzel Washington. Yeah. So check out Tenet and uh throwback to 2016 Hunt for the Wilder People. I think it's on Amazon Prime mm. for free to watch. So okay. um I love Taika Waititi and this is one I think he wrote and directed in New Zealand. Mm. Um great movie. Okay. What do you got? Uh, I didn't really watch movies this year. Not one. I, I would. Say What's the best one? The only movies I wa- I, I legitimately don't think I watched a single movie all summer. Are you serious? Yeah, and I believe that. I watched. Um, I said the only movie that I discovered this year that I that I liked, yeah. and it was because I think I only maybe watched a handful. Uh, was uh, the Jumanji movies part one and two, the new ones oh, okay. um, with uh, Kevin Hart and yeah. The Rock. I didn't watch the second one. You didn't? It's no. pretty good. It's yeah. not as good as the first. Mm-hmm. It has more funny moments, but the storyline kind of sucks yeah, comparatively sure. to the first. Yeah. But uh, it's good. Those are funny movies. The first one with Jack Black playing a girl mm-hmm. was hilarious. Yeah. 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 That was, re- <laughs> that was really funny, yeah. especially with the, the, the girl that he's playing yes like the really kind of ditzy yeah um blonde uh, um does a fantastic job and i love kevin Hart's character that he was trying to portray which is like this really big foot you know massive yes. football player and then having to accept the role of being the the um the backpack guy the short guy and, yeah and then and the rock <laughs> and then being allergic to cake like is that the second one no it's it's in the first one i don't remember yeah, he's allergic. Well, his his weakness is cake. Oh, his weakness. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, he, yeah. And then someone when they get to the market and they offer him the they he doesn't think about it and he, yeah. And then he anyway. Everyone's like no. <laughs> super yeah, funny. It's a good I one. love those were funny. Those were good movies. I'll have to watch the second one just to pass some time. Um, crap, you made me think of something and then I forgot it totally. Oh, uh, do you still have Disney Plus? Uh no. Okay. Well, if you get the opportunity to watch Soul, mm-hmm. I just watched that on Disney Plus. It's a really good movie. Is it? It's really good. I, I I love Pixar. Oh, dude, they're so they damn do good. Such a good job. Inside Out is by far one. Of, like even not even just talking animated Pixar movies, but Inside Out might be a top five movie for me. Really? All time. Yeah. Wow. Wally is like one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. It's he's on the background of my phone. Like I love Wally. Um, but Soul is you know uh, Jesse was like. Uh, Geesey was like, hey, dude, you should watch Soul. Like, It's a really interesting movie about death. And now that I've seen it, I argue that it's a really interesting movie about life. Hmm. It's a good movie. Okay. And I've been listening to a ton of jazz lately, and it's very jazz-centric-centrist? Centered? Centered. Okay. <laughs> um, and and I, I enjoyed it. It's really good. Okay. Um, so check it out I need to. I need to get a trial because i want to watch the mandalorian dude season one i'm not going to spoil anything see uh, did you already spoil it no okay season one was it was okay yeah and and season two is amazing that's good it's way better than season one in my opinion was really disjointed yes it had a lot of campy moments yes season one was just it felt broken to me Mm -hmm. where season two it really all just is like just comes together so well. The storytelling's done so well. You actually now you know they establish characters. Mm-hmm. Other characters come back, so you're like, oh, I kind of remember him from season one, or oh, they were in season one. I remember their part. But 
which was okay, I guess. But like the the thing I hate about season one was like first you're over here and then you're breaking out of jail and then you're on mm-hmm. this like forest island or planet and then yeah. you're over here. It's like wait what? Where this one it does have different locations, but it's all for a real specific purpose. Okay, um, you got to watch season it. Season one felt like the rise of Skywalker in terms of its disjointedness. For sure. For sure. Rise of Skywalker, they were all over the place. Just yeah. boom, boom, boom. Just yeah. like, it, it made no sense. Yes. That's a great point. Because you're with these guys. Now you're with these guys. Now you're with these guys. Now you're with these guys in Rise of mm-hmm. Skywalker. Where Mandalorian season one, it's kind of that same way with like location. Mm-hmm. Like now you're, why are we introduced to these people? Why? Do, and some of those people don't ever show up again. So what was the point of it? It's like, yeah. it was almost like, you know, and people describe that first season as like mini, like, reflecting like comic books right Mm -hmm. so each episode was like a a mini comic book of like story like here's a story now moving on to now here's the story which is very much what it was like Mm -hmm. but season two is all one story with little parts that matter Mm -hmm. but overall it's 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 one story and it's damn good have you seen are you gonna i'm interested in getting that star wars game like modern remake of rogue squadron uh, isn't it out? Is it out? Already? I think it's I, out. Okay. I haven't looked it up, but uh, my boss who loves Star Wars, um, he was like, "Dude, have you seen Rogue Squadron? I guess it's a pretty good game." And he was like, "Have you seen season two Mandalorian?" I was like, "No, not yet." And because he was watching it as it came out, I was like, "I'm just gonna wait till it's all out and then just binge it." Yeah. And I did, and it's pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty great. You gotta watch it. Okay. Um, what about song for? And you have been. I, I've. I mean, as long as I've known you, you have not been this into music mm-hmm. as, as I feel like you have been. Yeah. Is no, that wrong? Uh, no, you're not wrong. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I've really expanded my music uh, library yeah. this year, and and really. Um, Getting into music with messaging, yeah, um, with good messaging and good lyrics, yeah. well-written songs, um, and you don't realize how many songs are about mental health and depression. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's you, what you were saying. Until you really start to like listen to a lot of them. Uh, number one song for me was uh, by far and away that I discovered. It wasn't from 2020. Okay. But I discovered good. it this good. year. Good. Uh, and that is um, After Midnight by Blink One by your band Blink 182. Oh. I love that song. I listened to it on my way here. Did like, you? Yeah. I just, I, there's just something about that song um, is really, really good. I just, I love it's it. It's so good. Um, there's, I love, the, I love the, that, Mark sings like he sings. They, they, I, I love how it's just they're both, they both do such a good job singing, mm-hmm. like taking different parts. Yeah, and throughout the song, yes. right? Um, Tom singing the verses, and mm-hmm. then you've got, and then the chorus is sung by Mark. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, they just they do such a good job playing yeah. off of each other. I uh, don't know if I told you this. First time I ever heard that song was live. You told me that. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what is th-? it starts off with that drum beat and mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this? It's so good. It, it's so it's good. A good. Yeah, that's that's my song that I chose. I'll have to show you a video that I, I took from when um uh from so I took video from when I went there and Travis plays to a click, so he's mm-hmm. playing the actual tempo from the record. Oh, okay. So I synced it up with the music mm. so it's a live video with the 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 music recorded okay um great song good pick glad it was blink um 
So song dis- I picked song discovered and song from 2020. Okay. So song discovered is Castle on the Hill by Ed Sheeran. You didn't discover that until 2020? Dude, I was always hating on Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. He is so effing good. He is. He is so effing good. I've always said that, you know, this is another thing I've been doing now that, you know, we're recapping 2020, but I started playing in a band again recently. Mm-hmm. A few weeks. It's only, it Actually, it's been every Sunday, so it's been about four or five weeks I've been doing this. Um, and I've always said that The Used and Paramore are two bands that inspire me to write. Ed Sheeran, dude, that good. That dude makes me want to write more and make music. Mm-hmm. And Castle on the Hill is, it's almost, it's one of the most perfect songs I've ever heard. Really, I I love it so much. He does an acoustic version of it. You can find it on YouTube. Uh-huh. He, he he doesn't have a version of it. He just sings performs it. Acoustic, it. Yeah. He performs it acoustically, and it's really good because you really get his full voice. Yeah, he's very good. He's so good. I'm such a fool. Mm-hmm. That's what I've learned also is that like with music and bands and I've I've also tried to expand my library and knowledge of different artists and stuff. Um, I such why am I always trying to be a contrarian? Mm-hmm. Why? Ed Sheeran, I ain't listening to Ed Sheeran. It was stupid. Yeah. Oh no, Ed Sheeran's actually super talented and he has this song with Justin Bieber, so damn good. Yeah. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Yeah. I for for me, like I discovered the really indie folk genre this year yeah and that's been good for me although you guys sh- you, a lot of people in my life shit on me for this one particular artist that i love <laughs> that's fine whatever i still like his music yeah um you're so emo <laughs> uh, but um yeah i ed sheeran is really good yeah. if i had to just off the top of my head um 2020 uh song like I f- that actually came out in 2020 yeah. that i thought was really good was um I uh, actually came off of Taylor Swift's uh, what not uh, not the newest one ever more folklore. Okay, um, and that is what is the song that she does with uh, Bonnie Vare? I have no idea. Let me look this up really because quick. you know why? Why you don't listen to Taylor Swift? She's garbage, dude. Dude, she's not garbage. She is the worst. She's the literal worst. She's a <laughs> talentless hack, and I hate her. What? She's so talentless. Not talentless. Oh, dude. I will not stand for talentless. She cannot sing. Uh, she's not a great artist. She's not a great singer. No. Okay. So why the hell are you listening to her sing? Because, because her song, because some of her songs do hit. Um, <laughs> where is it? It's um. Is it that goat song? The goat song? Yeah. No. Some. Uh, so ever. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No. And it cuts to the goat, and it's going. Ah! Oh no! I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Dude, I'm gonna Taylor find it. Taylor Swift song. <laughs> Oh my gosh! How do you not know that folklore, folklore song list? Okay, it's like the one that's playing on the um, Exile with Bonnie Vare. It's a good song. That's what you've well, never seen. No, that? I haven't. That's well done. <laughs> uh, and I'm and I'm not saying this because Kylie is a huge Taylor. Swift I honestly fan. didn't. I when the I first Taylor saw Swift that, fan. I could I didn't know that they cut to a goat. I thought it was still Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, 
so under quarantine, she released uh, a folk. She constant every album she changes. She really does change her. Oh, she's her, so deep, bro. She changes. She changes her style, and I, I am a huge critic of Taylor Swift. Like I make fun of Taylor Swift all the time because some of her, some of her music is just god awful, and that it's no wor- like no more on display of her of her awfulness than the one she re- like the basically the B side of folklore. Okay. Which is her attempt at like folk music, folk indie, mm-hmm. and then she came out with the songs that didn't make the cut for folklore, which she called Evermore. Mm-hmm. This the, some of the lyrics on that album are so so bad, cringy. Oh, dude, they're so cringy. They don't make any sense. And she mixes her like she she ruins metaphors and then mixes them all within the same like. Mm. all within the same uh within the same like the same verse yeah like it's not even like it it, it makes zero sense it's me. witty dude she's trying to go like she tries to go for when she tries to go for feel rather than actual songwriting yeah. it's really bad okay her songs that actually write she actually writes well are really well written her song exile she does with bon Iver is really good actually good, okay. it's actually a really good song okay um so that was a song i discovered in 2020 that i liked okay and it came from 2020. It came from 2020. Cool. Yeah. Love Taylor Swift. Um, my my 2020 song is Clean Cut Heels by The Used. It came off their 2020 album Heartwork. Okay. Um, you should check out uh, The Lighthouse by The Used on 2020 album Heartwork. It's, Lighthouse. Uh, yeah. It's okay. uh, Mark Hoppus is on it. Oh, is he? And then Obvious Blase is the next track after that. Mm-hmm. Travis Barker's playing drums on that. Oh. Yeah. Are they like the used in Blink like close or? Nah, well, they might be, but they use they use the same producer, John Feldman. Okay. Who's the singer and Lighthouse on the used. He's the lead singer and guitar player and the only real person left of Goldfinger, the band Goldfinger. Oh, okay. So he produces a ton of artists now and that's kind of what he does. He kind of discovered the used and built them up and Everybody uses him for songwriting. That's kind of what happened with Blink-182 is Mark and Travis were like, yo, we should work with John. And Tom was like, we've never worked with anybody. Like, let's us just write the songs. Well, when Matt got in the band, they wrote California mm-hmm. and got freaking Grammy nominated. Yeah. <laughs> so so there's but that. California's a great album. Yeah. So Tom was against it, but California is very different mm-hmm. than any album with Tom. I California was the first album for Blink that I really truly listened from start to finish. You got to hear their EP Dogs Dogs Eating Dogs. Dogs Eating Dogs. It's so good. Okay. It's so good. Um so anyways, um what quote did you have? Okay. Um, I'm going to pull this up because it's a long one. I I and I couldn't remember off the top of my head. Was it from the book? Uh yes. Okay, cool. Um okay, so I have it screenshotted here. Um <clears throat> So this one's different than the one that I was thinking of. Okay. That I was telling you about this was one that I had found. Uh, so take a long, take a long, hard look down the road. You will have to travel once you have made a commitment to work for change. Know that this transformation will not happen right away. Change often takes time. It rarely happens all at once. In the moment, we didn't know how history would play itself out. When we were getting arrested and waiting in jail and standing in, in unmovable lines on the courthouse steps, we didn't know what would happen, but we knew it had to happen. Wow. Like knowing like his history with yeah. the civil rights movement yeah. and the the never ending fight that that man had. Yeah. Um, 
it was it's that quote just in historical context mm-hmm. speaks but then also on an individual level you can apply it to even your own individual yeah, struggles um and i just that that quote i do when i read like you ever like read one of those things you read one of those quotes or you read something and it just makes you stop you have yeah. to put the book down and really think about it Whoa. that was one of those that work it works on so many levels mm-hmm. and uh he was just an amazing man and this was like one thing that I actually a good thing that came out that just popped up in my mind from 2020 is actually <laughs> actually taking the really getting to know and understand um, well trying to understand better r- the the racial inequalities oh in this great co- point in this in this country great like point. that is a, it, so much has been brought to the forefront and illuminated yeah. about things that fellow Americans have been dealing with that. I just ignored for most of my life. And um, John Lewis is somebody who's his work and who he is as a person and his history and what he's done for this country has really been new to me. And especially reading this book has, has, um, is, is been a pleasure. And like, I don't know, like that, this, that quote just really, really stuck with me. Right. I like that one. Um, It's interesting because it's, it's, you know, in these moments you're, you know, what is history going to look like? when you're past this moment, which is just so interesting. Uh, who got you that book? Uh, my aunt Barbara, okay. my, my grandpa's uh, sister. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you ask for it? Nope. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She sent it. She sent it to me for Christmas. I got a promised land. Oh, did you? I started reading it Well, I'm listening to it because mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's reading it. Is he? Yeah. I, I bet that is really good to listen to. It's just interesting to hear like his little, little inner thoughts he had about certain things um, in the White House. Just as simple as like his interactions with the gardeners and the staff around the White House um, and just his thoughts about their jobs and how their work inspired him to want to be the best at his work. Mm. It's really, it's good so far. He's an, he's just an amazing man. Yeah. I, one of my biggest regrets <laughs> of this decade as like <laughs> as the as that decade comes to a, like a close as that decade came to a close was i spent 8 years of a good presidency hating hating the man for no real good reason and you know what we'll probably be saying that about trump too no <laughs> <laughs> no here's uh, my quote from february 10th 2020 speaking of quote looks like by april you know in theory when it gets a little warmer it'll miraculously go away that uh, aged perfectly. Yeah. I mean, there's so many good Trump ones. There was one the other day. Uh, it's just a tweet. He just wrote cute. And it, it said, um, it, when Abraham Lincoln was asked what it was like to be the greatest president in history, Abraham Lincoln replied, ask Donald Trump. And Donald Trump retweeted it and just wrote cute. <laughs> Dude, he's amazing. He's amazing. Okay, best show. Duh. I, we both picked the same show. Uh, Queen's Gambit. Yeah. yeah. And we talked about it the other week, a few weeks ago. But Queen's Gambit on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, seen it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Also, yeah, just watch it. Uh, favorite, uh, Best food. Um. So, I... St- <laughs> so... Those of you who know me in my personal life know that I have a very, um, very weird relationship with cooking. 
uh-huh. because I was never allowed to do it <laughs> for most of my life because my dad was always convinced that I was going to burn down the house if I was given access to the stove. So mm-hmm. I only ever cooked sandwiches on um, panini makers. But you're a good sandwich maker. Which I do make a good sandwich and... It just so happens that sandwiches are my favorite food. Whether it's a chicken and egg, because it was the only thing I was ever allowed to actually right. make for myself, and that's why it became my favorite, or just because I love sandwiches, and we'll it, just so, it just so happened that I can, that's the only thing I can make. But now that I am on this like path of just putting myself in situations that my anxiety would have kept me from doing in the past. Exploration. I have been doing a lot more cooking. Okay. I cook at least three or four times a week now. Whoa. Yeah. And it's nothing super extravagant, but I like, I, I cook now. Okay. Enough to where like, I'm actually like, I actually make, like I have like five go-to dishes that I make that are good. What are they? Like objectively good. Um, well, I, <laughs> I do like tacos and I make my own Mexican rice. Tacos are the best. Um, like actual like street tacos. Oh, hell and yeah. And I do like all my own like seasoning you put and everything Mexican like rice that. on a street taco? No. Okay. No, it's a separate, it's okay. a side. Okay. <laughs> you like, honest. no, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I looked at it. I was, I saw, I was no, just I, making sure. No, no, no. I saw the look in your face. So yeah. That was more of a defensive. Okay, like, gotcha. No, because I knew, I thought you were going to come across a table at me right there. I might have. <laughs> Like Jen, uh, Jen's mom put cheese on the street taco one time, and I was like, "What?" And she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Okay." So now it's like a running joke that mm-hmm. she's like, "Do you want cheese for yours?" I'm like, "Stop it." So go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, and then so then then I then I do um, like I, I I I've cooked pork chops and made my own homemade mashed potatoes. Whoa! From um, scratch? Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, Boiled yeah. them, whipped them. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a chore dude it is that's a lot of work uh making your own mexican rice is a lot is, is more work than seems i seems like i've never done it okay but i appreciate where you're going mm-hmm. like trying all this stuff from it's scratch tough it didn't turn out well okay the, the rice didn't turn out well mashed potatoes this time are, this time the i'm trying to make baja have you ever had baja fresh yeah. rice yeah i'm trying to do it like baja fresh okay did it, you look up their recipe you don't have it on the web it's on there dude okay if you can find it I'll please find send it. it to me yeah if you're um, listening and you have baja fresh secret <laughs> rice recipe <laughs> send it send it to send it to our instagram um what else have i done oh i did i cook a lot of pasta that just okay. like making my own like pasta dishes with chicken and then I, i've been experimenting with different sauces and different noodles okay um border like like bordellini um like stuff like that anyway uh do you want my secret ingredient yes i'm not gonna say it but i'll show it to you okay oh really you add that in any capacity mm-hmm. to anything it elevates it to like when you see that you're like oh that's spicy no it's it the flavor dude mm-hmm. i'm telling you i've been throwing it into almost every dish i've been making recently yeah. and everyone's like holy crap this is like the best of this you've ever mm-hmm. made and all i'm doing is adding that really yeah okay yeah all right i'll have to try it yeah my go-to is uh, i do a mixture of um rosemary and um oregano. rosemary is where it's at rosemary and oregano yeah mix mixes really well especially with chicken yeah for sure yeah i've got a few other things i can't come off the top of my head that i that i've been cooking look but, at you uh, dude it, it's it's actually really like it's actually really nice and i, I kind of like it i love so, cooking dude anyway. i love it um food i put nicola's lebanese and mediterranean cuisine 
Um, it's forever the greatest place I've ever eaten. Mm. I had it once this year. Got to give it a shout out. Um, don't go there, though, because it's my spot. Um, <laughs> but it's the best. I also put a, something on here that I've been eating a ton that I when I look back, I'm like, where did I eat out the most? I think it's either Jimmy John's or Mod. Pizza. I eat both a lot. Yeah, yeah. I love Jimmy John's What's and your Mod. go-to Jimmy John's sandwich? Dude, I told you, number 11 with bacon. That's right. That's right. That's right. The also, 11. since we're talking sandwiches now, uh, I love Subway. And what I love about Subway is like all the – I get – you love Subway. Listen, I love I love the oil and vinegar with mustard and mayonnaise all mixed up in the sandwich. Mm-hmm. Their sauces are good. So just that juicy like it's sandwich. It's very juicy. What kind of what kind of bread do you get? Just whatever I feel like. Don't uh, judge me. I always get flat bread. Flat? Mm-hmm. That's not a sandwich, Jake. Yes, it is. They're flat bread. They're- I don't. Oh, we're going to take a pull. They're we're going to take a pull. Flatbread toasted? We're going to take a, a pull. That, that is, is not a sandwich. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Exactly. It's a hot dog. Exactly. It's a hot dog. That's a flatbread. That's not a sandwich. That's a sandwich. I don't know about that, dude. Mm, Anyways, okay. so Jimmy John's. Go to Jimmy John's and they have yellow mustard. Well, I never got a number 11 with mustard on it. And I mm. love like tart, like tangy. Uh, the tangy mustard, yes. I love that. I love yeah. just yellow mustard. It's yeah, like, my dad got me like a, pa- uh, a thing of... Susie's uh, tangy yellow mustard uh-huh. for c- Christmas. That's is how it much tangy I like. though? It's very tangy. But I like like just yellow Heinz mustard, dude. Oh, okay. I just love mustard. Try Susie's. I'll try it. But well, um, I'll make you a sandwich with my mustard. That way you don't have to go buy it. Good call. It's kind of expensive. I like it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I like that. All right. Sample it. So then I go to I go to Jimmy John's. I'm like, hey, can I get a number eleven with bacon and uh, add? Oh my god. What? What happened? The bottom, the last. Uh, Sorry, I just got a interesting uh, kind of bad news text. Uh, anyways, so um, so I go to Jimmy John's. And I'm like, yo, let me get yellow mustard. And they're like, uh, we only have it on pa- in packets. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's annoying. What? That's really annoying. I know they have great poupon, too. Why? But it's in packets. Oh, it's in packets as well. I think so. Ooh, they were like, "Well, we have reg- we have like spicy mustard we can put on there." I'm like, "I don't want spicy mustard. I want yellow mustard." So now, Jimmy John's, I take it home, put yellow mustard on it. Oh, holy crap, dude! Thanks I have literally game. drop kicked Subway out of my life. Mm-hmm. Just adding a little mustard to a number eleven with bacon. You like clubs with like roast beef and crap. I'm not about that. Okay. Jersey Mike. Have you ever had Jersey Mike's? No. You need to go to Jersey Mike's. I keep hearing that. Yeah. My boss eats there a bunch. It's good. Is it? And their rewards program is actually good. Is actually legit. Do you do Jimmy John's rewards? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't Subway have rewards? They do. Do they? Uh-huh. I need to get they on that. They just started it. Oh, uh, Okay. Dude, it's like it's a this so year. It's like dumb. a this year thing. This would not be an end of year episode without some sandwich talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have to talk about <laughs> sandwiches. We're we're very big sandwich connoisseurs. Yeah. Um, Camp eighteen. If you're if you're on your way to the coast, Cannon Beach or Seaside, I don't know. You're on twenty six. Yeah. Camp eighteen has the best has the best club in the in our region. Camp eighteen. Camp 18. Is that the name of a place? Yeah. It's that it's that big restaurant on twenty six as you're heading towards Seaside and Cannon. On okay. 20. Yeah. I'm gonna it has, like, add it to old, my Yelp, it, Yelp thing. It has that, all that old like logging, like logging equipment, like and it's. You've pa- if you've driven 26, you've passed Camp 18. I don't think it's a real thing. 
It's a legit thing. <laughs> I'll have to find it okay. on Yelp. Um, right. And and then similar to yours, I put like uh you know this summer I went on a Mexican food a Mexican cuisine summer. I know you were cooking. You made your own tamales. Didn't yep. you? Yeah, uh, pozole. I made uh, tortas. I made. I was trying to just do all this Mexican food as as much as I could, just trying from scratch and making it. Um, and that was so much fun. And recently, a few weeks ago, I made my own uh, Alfredo sauce. Oh, because uh, Alex loves chicken Alfredo, so mm-hmm. I wanted to make chicken Alfredo. Dude, I went to the stores; they're all out of Alfredo sauce. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell, dude? Everybody's been cooking pasta. Yeah. under COVID, you can't find at half the time you go there, and all the all the noodles are gone. Yeah, yeah. So I bought I bought the ingredients and made my own Alfredo sauce. It was pretty good, um, but I think that yeah, my favorite part of 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 the year has kind of been also like mm-hmm. you exploring and trying to make new foods from scratch. And now that I know how to make tamales, like tamales are awesome. Um, yeah. So the best food I had this year specifically was a bagel sandwich from a bagel place in Seaside. It's play, its name is escaping me. Kylie will remember it, but That's it's terrible. It's a bagel sandwich. Kylie fantastic. comment on Instagram. What the name of that place was, if you remember, or if Jake, if you remember, post show, right don't now. Google it. Seaside. <laughs> Seaside best bagel ever. Bagel. <laughs> what was that place called? Something 18? Camp 18. I don't I can't find it anywhere. Seaside bagel shop. Let's see where Is it like a is it like a restaurant? Bagels, bagels by the sea. Yeah, it's a, it's a restaurant. Oh, okay. And you can get bag it's like they make their own bagels and you can like may have sandwiches made from them. It's camp- it was so good. Bagels by the sea. I think mm-hmm. I've looked it up. Is Camp 18 like a uh, is it a like a like a can, oh camp 18 restaurant it's a restaurant yeah oh okay okay i'm gonna add it to my i have a running um yelp list for when something happens oh, okay yeah um well you promised me that you're going to be heading down to that beach cannon yes yes i so, will so let's get that's to a good, that's a good place to start um the good of 2020 the good. Do you want to go first or want me to go first? You can go first. Okay. The good of 2020 for me was um, probably following this theme of um, faith. Like part of the worst was also led to the best. And that is um, all of the, the life, the major life changes that I've made in, in recently. Mm-hmm. And, and it starts and ends with just become, just getting out and doing things. Right. I am. I go all over the place now. Yeah. Sunday, this weekend, my weekend is Sunday Mondays, and I went to Mount Hood on Sunday, and then turned around Monday and drove to Cannon Beach. Yeah, like I'm just all over. Yeah. I just go Always all over the somewhere. place, taking yeah. taking photos, going on going on hikes. Um, I just am having the the freedom to giving myself the freedom, and just getting into a mindset where it's like, what is the only thing that's keeping? Like I was sitting around like. I have therapy on Mondays and my therapy goes from two to three. And I'm thinking like, I really want to go. Like there's a shot at Cannon beach that I always wanted to get. I'm looking at the weather and it's like, it's the, it's the, it's the only clear night for here until eternity. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, but it's just such a long drive. And I started to thinking like, it's an hour and a half. Like it's an hour and 45 minutes max. If 
I want to be there before I know it. What yeah. am I going to do in an hour and 45 minutes anyway? Sit on my bed and scroll through Facebook? Yes. Like, no, just get in the car and drive. That's like, awesome. Literally the only thing that's keeping you from going is your own little like anxiety and trying to find like trying to find excuses to not do stuff. Right. So I just threw the dogs in the back of the car and me and Tucker and Bo just drove to the coast. We got mm-hmm. there at dark, but that's what I was planning on doing. Right. And I just played with my camera on the beach for three hours, drove home. Uh, listen to the Blazer second half of the Blazer Houston game mm-hmm. on my way home, and it was fantastic. That's like, awesome. It was it was really it was awesome. that is good. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just getting out with my camera, figuring out photography, yep. like figuring out photography, um, and that has been the best the best thing for me this year for sure. Is uh, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Is that all you had? I put so many things. I put Trump not getting reelected. Well, that yeah. <laughs> I put say what you mean. Um, but that's always going to be mm-hmm. my favorite thing of a year. Um, I put uh, Jen's surgery in January, which was massive, and yeah. got her to a place where she can actually live. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, two more things. I put addressing our own mental health, both of us, mm-hmm. was um, such a great thing. And the last thing is the, the announcement that I was talking about making. But I'm super nervous right now. Yeah, I can tell, but it's so awesome. <laughs> I mean, I know most of the listeners know, like those who know me personally, I've I've had conversations with about it, but I just wanna I wanna I wanna do it justice, but I can't. Like like there's no way I can communicate this news in a way that justifies how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um it's scary, dude. <laughs> Okay, so as people know, you know, Jen and I, and I've shared it on the show, like we've been dealing with infertility for the last four years. Um, Some real highs, some real low lows, um, lots of hope and lots of, you know, just crushed dreams and crushed, you know, you get, you, you, you imagine yourself doing things in so many ways as a kid and as an adult and 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 sometimes that just doesn't work out that way Mm -hmm. um so jen and i were like you know what like let's let's try adoption so then what we wanted to do was we signed up with this agency that was like um it was foster care kids who who have um who the term is legally free. Like they've been, they've been either the parents have died or they've relinquished responsibility or whatever the case may be. So we're like, you know what? Like, let's just go down this path. And then, so we started doing that for like a year and nothing was happening. Like we would, we would, you would get a profile on a kid and you'd read about them. And then you'd have to take a moment to really picture your life with them enough to say, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to send an inquiry on them because I think that this would be a good fit for our family. And there are kids that like Jen and I still like think about like, oh, man, that little boy would have been so fun in our family. Mm -hmm. Like, I hope he is, you know, and this has been a year. This is an additional year to everything else we've been going through. And and there there have been Christmases that pass. There have been holidays that pass where we're sitting in in bed at the end of the holiday and. And Jen's just like, you know what? I hope our kid had a good Christmas. Like, we don't know who they are, but we hope that this year they had a good Christmas. We hope that this year they had a good Thanksgiving, you know? Mm -hmm. And we had just constantly dreamt about that. 
but nothing every time we we inquired on a kid they just said like hey like no we're gonna go with someone else or whatever the case might be so we got to the point where like you know what like we have we we in august we moved in here we have a two-bedroom home like let's just open our home to foster care like let's 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 go down the the place of foster care. So there were some other things that we had to do to get to get done to to become foster to be certified foster parents. Even though we were technically certified, there's things that the state required that our agency didn't. So mm-hmm. we started heading down that path, and then we see this little girl, and she's 11 years old, and we read her profile and we go through the imaginary situation, and. We're like, you know what? Like we had we'd given up on this process, but we're like, let's just send our inquiry. And on September twenty first, which is my birthday, we got notified that we were selected as a family to to go to the next stage with this with this kiddo. Um so we and that next stage looked like uh, meeting with over over a conference call meeting with her foster mom um her state representative our caseworker and jen and i mm-hmm. and we had a conversation we asked questions and we we just inquired more about this kid and and uh we got to like get asked questions to the foster mom and to the to the um to the state representative um and there was two families. There was Jen and I and another family, and the other family had dropped out um, because this this child that we're talking about was older than their current child, and they wanted birth order. They wanted the, their next kid to be younger, but they were still like, "Let's hear more." So, mm-hmm. the, but then they said no. So then it came down to Jen and I, and the, it was on like a it was on like a a Friday, and they're like, "Hey, Monday, let us know if you guys want to move forward." That means. Let us know if you're interested in adopting this kid. And we spent the entire day like battling like, you know, our emotions and our thoughts. And there were fears. And Saturday we woke up and we said yes. So the announcement. I, I we can't because of the the legality of her still being in foster care or not until we adopt her. We can't say her name or post pictures on social media. So I will be referring to her as lovely. Mm-hmm. So when I went to Texas, it was to see lovely and to meet lovely in person. And prior to this, we had established zoom calls and we were getting to know lovely over zoom. And she was just so, so sweet. She's 11. Um, and we were like, let, you know, the whole process has been hell, <laughs> but one beautiful part of it is we got to go to Texas and we got to meet her and we got to spend four days with her. And I, you know, previous episodes I talked about getting to go to Texas, but I didn't really talk about what we did there. Mm-hmm. And it was getting to meet lovely and spend four days with her. And, you know, that moment, like I can't, I can't describe it. This is my kid. Mm-hmm. Like she is, I'll die for this kid. She is so funny and she's so much like me in some ways, but she's also so much like Jen in some weird ways. Like, um, but, but just getting to, you know, we got to know her over zoom a little bit, but then seeing her in person and you see like, she's tiny. She's only like four ten. She's just this little girl. And I, I, I don't know. So 
the process since then has been hell. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're adopting her, and she. Um, but the process of 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 getting her placed up here has just been brutal with the with the states working with one another with Washington and Texas and then with our caseworker working with the state and just everything is done through email and I hate email now (laughs) I'm so over it like just pick up the phone and call somebody to expedite this because now there's a kiddo who who is ready to, to move like how brave of her to be willing to move to Washington from Texas. And that's another thing we wanted to go to Texas because we wanted to see, you know, the climate and the city and where she's from mm-hmm. to know that that drastic change. Texas is disgusting. <laughs> and she's from a beautiful beautiful town on the Gulf Coast. And when you're looking out on the Gulf Coast, it's it's beautiful, but you turn around and it's just as flat as the eye can as far as the eye can see. It's just gross. There's oil refineries everywhere and windmill farms and but for her to like be open to like moving here and stuff like she's probably the bravest person I've ever met and and the the life that she's led to like get her here has not been easy but she is so loved by everybody that knows the situation mm-hmm. everybody that ha- you know I've been talking through with this with you like there's so much like i i can't even describe how excited i am for her to come home and to meet everybody and just to have security in people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So much is like security in herself and she has to be kind of closed off. And, and you know, you ask her like, Hey kiddo, what do you want for Christmas? And it's very simple things because she's just had to be a minimalist, mm-hmm. but it's like, nah, kid, like I can't, I can't come to your new grandma and grandpa and say she just wants colored pencils. <laughs> like that's not gonna. There's no way, dude. Like what, what, you know, what do you need? What do you want? You know, and it, it's not just materialistic things, but it's just like relationships and relationship building. And there's so many good people in my life that I can't wait for her to have in her life. Yeah. Um. So we were told that she would be here by Christmas, and it's it's December 31st. So obviously that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um. And so it's looking like the beginning of January, but um, the announcement is, yeah, Jenny and I are adopting an 11 year old girl from Texas and she's amazing. Yeah, you've um, you've sent me pictures and the first picture you sent to me of you guys together, um, I was I was in my I was at my parents house and I remember getting the photo and looking and I'm like, that girl looks like yeah. Jeff and Jen's daughter. Yeah. Just I, I haven't got the meter. Right. Um. I, I mean, I I will. And yeah. I'm like super excited to. Yeah. And but I was like, I was like, wow, like that. She looks like she's Jeff and Jen's daughter. Yeah. I, that was my, that was my first impression. Everybody has and, said that. And uh, <laughs> it's just um. So I just being I I haven't really been a part of it, but I have, right. You've been there, dude. I've been here, and I've I've I've. I mean, we've talked about everything, mm-hmm. all of this, and like, I just knowing all of your guys' struggles, and I just, I can remember there was one time I think me, it was me, uh, Jesse Geezy, and you, and I think there was like one other person we were playing Warzone, yeah, and I just remember like thinking like, it's just like you were, t- you got, it was when you guys are going through infertility and stuff like that, yeah, and, and I was like, and I'm like, like 
God, there's nobody who deserves to be parents more than these two. Like, why hasn't it happened? Like, I was right. getting frustrated for you guys. And the fact that it's finally, it's it's come to this culmination where I kind of like on the eve of her getting here is just so exciting. Yeah. It just as like a, just as a, as a, as a outside person looking in on your guys' life. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm so fortunate in a way to have been able to kind of go through this and, and, Absolutely. On, and with you guys in a little bit. And anyway, I just am so excited for you guys to, to be able to take this next step. Mm-hmm. Really ex- so, so excited for her because just, the life that she's going to get like when i walked in today and i saw you guys' tree and all of the stuff that she's got for her right? none of that is like, for anyone but her i know and i'm like oh my god this girl has no idea what she's what she's in for and yeah. it's just like it's going to be from you know from the time she gets here for the rest of her life like she's got you guys as parents which is yeah. just amazing so it's amazing for her it's amazing for you guys um f the states <laughs> of washington and or in uh, yeah. texas um we're always government. pro-government but f the government <laughs> dude f the government because it, it, it as a concept the government is great yes uh, in practice the government is frustrating and it's slow yes. and it's annoying um, and you're just like, why can't we just privatize this? Because if we could, just, yeah, because like, then you want efficiency when it, when it, when it benefits Absolutely. you. So, um, it, you would think that there would be a little bit more of a rush when you're talking about human beings and 11 year old girl spending Christmas, not with her family that yeah. she's accepted as, as her family, her family yeah. and not being able to spend Christmas with them. That sucks. And it's stupid that she couldn't be here yeah, for Christmas. And it's the worst. I'm just, I know how, str- I can't even begin to fathom the amount of stress that you guys are both under with not knowing where she is, what she's doing, and knowing that you guys aren't with her. Right. Like, that's got to be just the worst, dude. awful. It's out I of our hands. And I can't, I, oh. <laughs> and as someone who, who like, understand, like, have anxiety. Yes. Knowing that there are things that are out of your control, yeah, and you're just like waiting for emails or waiting for text messages or whatever, like yes. God, that is constantly. Just, that's just it. It is so anxiety, anxiety driving. Yeah, and ugh, and on top of already a stressful situation, you're dealing with this. Dude, I just no wonder. Yeah, <laughs> like you've like telling me you know what's going on last night. Like yeah, I'm like of course, like that makes total sense. But you know. I was listening to uh, a song that I used for, um, what what is that? Uh, they said it best. Yeah. What is that segment of our show? <laughs> yeah, that one segment. Uh, but this this too shall pass. It's a song by oh, yeah, this, yeah. some guy named Stenson. And um, yeah, uh, this too shall pass. She will get here. I know. And before we know it, she'll be here. Yeah, and all this will seem like just like a bad distant memory. Yeah. But at the moment, when you're living in it. Fucking sucks. Yeah, it's the worst, dude. So, um, stay strong, brother. Yeah, I'm trying. Uh, that's why I took a mental health day today mm-hmm. because you know, just continuously, like, just continuously battling with with the system and trying to get things done and trying to get things, get her here and get her home and like, just bad news after bad news. And then every time I walk into work, everyone's like, "Any good news?" And I'm like, every day they ask me, mm-hmm. and it's like, no, no, it's constantly bad news. Like mm-hmm. I, I I I will tell you when there's good news. <laughs> Trust me. Like I will when there's good news. Like it's gonna be good news. Yes. Like, yeah. So I I'm not going to work today. It's just yesterday was hard as shit to sit through. I, I was imagine. in a bad mood. Um. But one thing I wanted to, I want to talk about 
lovely a little bit here for a second. I sure. want to I want to say something about her. Uh, I talked about her, you know just how strong and brave she is, but the one thing that really stuck out from reading about who she is and then hearing about who she is was her 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 continuous her continued just belief and perception of hope and and this continued like I don't know, like just the self-awareness. So when we met her, you know, she's she's never had a strong male figure in her life. And and when we're out, we're spending the day together, you know, some some amazing things we did. We went to the aquarium and they have an insane aquarium in, where we went in Texas. Um, we went to bookstore. We took her, got her some pajamas at Old Navy and we went to the beach and sat on the beach and splashed on the water. Like we just walked up and down the, the waterfront in the city and rode scooters and played on the playground. Like just just it was weird, dude. I was like a dad Mm -hmm. and she, you know, but in, in all of this, you know, very early she was like, Hey, just a heads up guys. Like I've always had foster moms. So it might take me a little while to call you dad like that, that alone, just her ability to like be self-aware at that level at 11. I was just like, Hey kid, you call me, dude, you call me Jeff. Like you call me whatever you need to call me. The next day she was calling me daddy. Mm. And I told her, I said, I we sat her down. I was like, hey, it's like, I go, you don't have to call me daddy. She goes, I know. And I was like, okay. And she goes, I wouldn't call you it if I didn't think you were my daddy. And I was just like, wow. Like wow. just this whole, her, and, I, and you know, maybe it had to do with me going, don't worry about it. Call mm-hmm. me dude. Maybe that was enough for her to go, this guy gets it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and just a little, little anecdote. I was sitting there. We're sitting outside of Starbucks. We'd we'd go to Starbucks and we'd get like tea or or something at the end of the at the end of our our day dates. And we're sitting there and we're Facetiming my parents and we're all talking. And then I put my phone down and we're just the three of us are talking. And I bump my phone off the table and it breaks. And we had been talking about you know when she comes we're gonna have to get her some winter clothes and like get her some yeah. Pacific Northwest clothing because it ain't Texas, girl. And I I I drop my phone and I'm like. Ugh, it's broken and she's like how do you know and i go i just i know it it's broken so i pick up my phone and it's broken and she goes she goes daddy and i was like yeah and she goes don't worry about getting me clothes like get a new phone and i'm just like kid i can get a new phone and i can get you clothes like don't worry about it <laughs> but her just she's so caring and she's so sweet and she just needs she needs an environment to foster and build who she is because it's been a, it's been a struggle for her to find who she is. You know what I mean? Constantly trying to adapt to new environments and new places and new people and to never wake up in the same place and go, this is home forever. She needs that. And she has that with us. Um, so for any listeners who don't know, thank you for sharing this journey over these last two years on say what you mean. Um, thank you, Jake, for always listening to me in my highs and lows and panics and oh, of course you've done it for me cries and freak outs and um, but I can't wait for the audience to be introduced to Lovely. I can't wait for you to see her face. I can't wait for you, Jake, to to be an uncle. I can't. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for all of this. Um, it's gonna be super fun. So um, with that, 2020 has been awesome. <laughs> I got to meet my daughter, mm-hmm. and that is 
I couldn't ask for anything more than yeah. that. Then it's been the best thing that's ever happened in my life. Mm-hmm. So 21, 2020 ain't so bad if you think about it, people. <laughs> They're trying to find the silver lining in, in all of this shit. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. It's brutal. But there are good things and there are good people. And like like my corny ass post said, you know, try to find, you know, try to find the appreciation for what you do have and not what you hope to have. Yeah, that's a good message. Yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah, I um, that's you writing um, a paper over there. No, I just <laughs> I found uh, it wasn't. Uh, I found that Lewis quote oh, okay. that I was looking at. But okay. um, yeah, there's uh, this this year I. I it's so weird because there has been there's so many crappy things going on, but yeah. at the same time, like, like I don't really feel like my, I don't really feel like my life was all that dis- disrupted by COVID, right? Because I spend so much time, I don't really do a whole lot anyway, right? So other than us having to record, oh, by the, I'm out of my trash can, yes. Uh, so we are <laughs> recording in person today, yeah. I'm uh, I. I'm no longer uh, potentially contagious or have COVID. You're so. still a super spreader, though. So still a super spreader. I just call anyone who's had COVID a super spreader. Okay. So sorry. I didn't have COVID, as far as we know. Well, okay. You're either fucking Captain America mm-hmm. or you had COVID at some point. I'm going with Captain America. <laughs> dude. <laughs> I had COVID at some point. COVID literally ran from you, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like, I ain't going near that, dude. That's fucking a. You called, what's his name? Uh, Connor? An Adonis? <laughs> It's all about you, dude. Uh, my dad, my dad goes. It's because of the Jokum blood, and I'm like, Dad, dude, he's right. He's like, right. No, 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 no. Because my sister got it. My sister got COVID. Yeah, but she's a girl. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That's terrible and offensive. Oh, speaking of, after just girl bashing, Becky Hammond coaching the Spurs again uh, last night. Yes, so awesome. Mm-hmm. Pop again gets ejected. And yeah. then Becky Hammond gets the head coaching I love gig. Greg Popovich, he's the best. Mm-hmm. And and dude, I can't wait to see her get her own like head coach her own team. I think she will. Absolutely. I, I was listening to Deontay Murray last night, and he had a post game press conference where they asked him about Becky Hammond, and he's like, he gave such a shitty answer. Uh oh. Uh oh. And he he just said, you know, maybe it will happen, maybe it won't happen, you know, but she's definitely done a good job. And I'm like, dude. Why did you have to say maybe it will, maybe it won't? Like, because <laughs> he doesn't know. No, he's just he's an idiot. athletes are so dumb. Yeah, uh, shut some up and, of, shut up and dribble. Shut up and dribble. Some of them are dumb. Some guys like CJ are so yes. cerebral, and it's amazing. Like, it's like, dude, you, he could have CJ could have been successful doing anything yeah. in life. Same he's with got like, his... Same with LeBron. Like those. Guys, yeah. some, some of those guys are so smart. Um, LeBron obviously got famous by being a basketball right. player, but he's smart in other ways. Yeah. CJ got his degree in communications. Did he? Mm-hmm. That's why he's so smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From Dude, Lehigh. which is weird. Uh, so my the band I've been playing with, mm-hmm. my guitar player, he joined the Navy, and then him and I were talking, and he's like going back to school. And I was like, what are you going to school for? And he's like, oh, I'm going to get my Bachelor's of Arts in History. I was like, shut up. He goes, yeah, dude, I want to be a history teacher. I'm like, all right, this is what you be- you better do this, 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 yeah, this, this. Yeah, from where? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. But he's it's all online, obviously, it's now. Like, yeah. So his uh, his wife is still in the Navy, so he's gonna he's moving to Italy for mm. three years, um, and he's going to be getting his bachelor's online. And I said, you better make sure that program has a freaking teaching certificate, dude. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to a master's program. Yeah, and your degree is useless, and everyone hates mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Because <laughs> you you know why everything's fucked up, but nobody wants to listen to. Yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> and so you just record a podcast week after mm-hmm. week, even though it's just you two in a room. Yep. All right, guys. That's it. That's all I got. Happy 2020. Um, Have a safe New Year. Yes. Don't, please be safe. Don't go out and super spread. Don't super spread. Um. COVID's know. no joke. Yeah. Like, I, we talked about it last week. But it's no joke. Yeah. I. It's bad. Yeah. You don't want it. I just got information about somebody who has it, and it's a little concerning. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, please be safe. Don't super spread. Um. You guys can celebrate at home. Just chill. Just keep it. Just try it for mm-hmm. one year. Just yeah. try it like we all tried our Christmases. Just keep it chill for one year. Mm-hmm. Play some games. Yeah, play games. You know. What do you mean? That's a fantastic game. Yeah, I guess, dude. Anyway. You need to come over and play some of these Jackbox games, okay. Jackbox games with us. Um, they're funny. All right. And Alex is so witty. Okay. <laughs> I'll come over and play. Happy New Year's. All right, see you. Bye.